Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here at Slow Your Roll. Dominic Lorenzano alongside writer for the Yaki Wave Report, as always, Jesse Caulfield, here to break down the end of the NFL regular season. It was a mad, mad week 18. Uh A lot of weird stuff. I think we all were robbed of what would have been a beautiful tie in the last game of the season because screw the Steelers. Um, but we'll break down that. We will break down the 49ers and Rams game, um, which kind of felt like a big game until the Cardinals lost. But still, the Niners made, needed to win to make sure that they got in. We'll talk the Pats and the Dolphins game. We're going to preview the first round of the playoffs. We'll tell you what we think some of the weaknesses of the top seeds are. Some other big news, by the way, Brian Flores fired along with some other coaches. The other ones we kind of saw coming. The Brian Flores one, I think, is... Absolutely inexcusable. And we'll also play a little quarterback roulette because there's going to be a lot of quarter. There could potentially be a lot of quarterback shuffling uh, after the season this year. Some big names, potentially Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, the big two have been talked about going to other places. And we'll hand out a Darwin Award, one of the more competitive weeks <laughs> ever for a Darwin Award winner. It was tough. We had about three really good options. They were, I mean, I feel even more. We're trying. Heck, you could even... If the Steelers and Ravens also tied, they could have been in the running too, and they came very close. <laughs> I know, right? To, so to eliminating each other. Now, one of the maybe the most competitive Darwin Award of all time. All right, and with that, Jesse, I will turn it over to you to start the show. I don't even think it's football to start the show, no. even though most of the show is football. Yeah, but man. Let's hit the slopes. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's a joke you'll only get if you watch the inter- or go to the Instagram. Yes, but. We talk a lot of football, talk a lot of baseball. Not so much baseball, it's the offseason. But you know what we don't talk? Hockey. Dom doesn't know anything. Can't talk with him. Uh, but I love it. I have a Bruins hat on. You can see in the Instagram video. But the Bruins have been disappointing this year. They've had COVID problems, so they had like 16 days off, I believe it was. And then they came back. And they've won three out of four. Many in convincing fashion. A lot of offense going around, which was their problem before COVID. What changed? What changed, Dom? Well, they did something I've been saying for years. You know, they have some good players. Bruins, you know, went to a Stanley Cup not long ago. You got to have some good players. Playoffs last year. Uh, you know, Patrice Bergeron, maybe one of the best centers in the league. Certainly at faceoffs. Brad Marchand, one of the best wingers in the league. Great scoring winger. Then you have David Pasternak, another great scoring winner. Winger, excuse me. And they would play together. They played really well together. They would call the perfection line, maybe the best line in hockey. Unstoppable. Constant points. So much scoring from these three guys. And then that was it. It would end. First line did all the work. And we said for years with David Krejci, uh, when are we going to get a winger for David? When are we going to get a winger for that man? And then we got Taylor Hall, and he immediately retired. Uh, David Krejci immediately retired. So now we need a center for Taylor Hall, which we kind of don't have. But that's not the point. However, what we finally did, which we would do, I don't know, once, maybe twice a game every other year, we moved Pasternak off the first line. Brad Marchand and Petrich Bergeron have played together for 10, 11 years now. It's 2022. It's 2022. 11 years. They're fine. They will score points. They will score points. You can put anyone with them. They will get some points. David Pasternak is a dynamic scorer. You can put him anywhere. He will score points. Why would you not break them up? Why would you not? You know, points all over. 
Now he's on the second line. Taylor Hall is now scoring points this year's season with David Pasternak. Uh, the production from Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand, down a bit. But you expect that. You break up the best line in hockey, the production will go down. The point is the production will not stop, and it will now be spread. Then defenses or other teams will, defenses will be more spread thin. You can just put your best guys on the top line. Doesn't matter. Second line's not going to score. Third line's not going to score. What's a fourth line? Bruins don't know. But now, you got to break them up. Now there's speed in multiple places, which then makes your third line better, your fourth line better, because your def- the def- opposing defensemen are running thin. They have more matchups that they have to uh, account for. More guys on different lines, different positions, different places they have to keep track of. The Bruins... Uh, what's his name? Bruce Cassidy. That's his name. The head coach, Bruce Cassidy. He, I like him. I do. However, he has a problem with speed. Or he has a problem with physicality. He's a very speed guy. He loves the speed game, which is the direction the NHL has been taking for well over a decade now. And he is he's a good guy if you want speed. However, you cannot ignore the physicality because, I mean, especially this season, Bergeron has been getting lit up. He's a 30, I think he's 37. Mm. I'm not 100% sure. Either way, he's up there. And he can't be getting hit like this. He's talked about, like, maybe this will be, I'm going to reevaluate that after the season. So a guy like that, if you want him to come back and still play, maybe you should protect him. And then you put a guy like Craig Smith with him, which, like I said, you can put anyone in that top line. Brad Marchand and Patrice Martin, they will perform. They will get points. They will do their thing. It's what they do. They're just so good together. Then you put a guy like Craig Smith, who's not really a first-line guy. Like, I don't, I, second line at best. But I like Craig Smith. Why? He's physical. Someone hits Bergeron, he's going to be there to be like, what are you doing? Push him around. Maybe even get in a fight or two if he needs to. And that'll give the other team a split second where they just think, is this worth the hit right now? Because then I'm going to get hit. And that's good. Uh, Bruins have, they used to be the big bad Bruins, and they've gotten so far away from that physical game that used to be their bread and butter. They used to just beat up people. And then you can skate by. We don't need speed. We'll just beat your ass, and then we'll be faster than you. Now it's like, oh, we're trying to try to get by you, but we're probably going to get hit ourselves. And you got a guy like Charlie McAvoy, a very physical guy, also very fast, but he doesn't use the physical game. Brandon Carlo, very big guy, doesn't use the physical game. They need to be taught this physical game more. And I like Bruce Cassidy, and I'm not saying move on from Bruce Cassidy, but give him something around him that is... Clearly the skill that he and the knowledge that he lacks. So I like that you finally broke up the first line, the perfection line, which we all hate saying. Such a stupid name. Uh, but you need – there still needs to be a physical identity from this team. And you, they tried this offseason with people like Felino, whatever. Um, so we'll see. And it's worked out real well for these four games. The offense has gone way up. I think the I mean you scored two games against the Wild, but that was your first game without Charlie McAvoy. He's clearly going to go down, and the Wild are a really good team. So the direction right now is good, but you need to commit to this, and you need to do a little more. You need just get. I mean, part of it's I mean I can't really say Bruce Cassidy because he can't go out there and get someone, but Don Sweeney maybe just a physical guy, physical defenseman, and I think this team could actually be a real contender again. So that's my thoughts on the Bruins. I wanted them to break up this first line for years. We've been saying it for years. And every once in a while, they would do, if things go a little bad in the playoffs, oh, we'll move Pasternak with 
Krejci for like two games where they can't, they don't have time to gel together. They don't have time to learn. Pasternak, his favorite player growing up as a Czech was fellow Czech, David Krejci. He wanted to play with him so bad. You think it, you don't think it would have worked? I don't know. Especially with Taylor Hall now? I don't know. Even David Krejci came out and said like, yo, I've been paying attention. I've been keeping up with every game this season. I still love those guys. How come you never gave me Pasternak? Mm. Mm. That's interesting. It is. So it, the physicality thing, though, isn't, isn't that why you wanted them to keep Chara? Yes, which was, uh, I mean, uh, I, I stopped it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I want, yeah, I love Chara. I mean, I thought Chara was a good leader, too. He was old. He was slow. But he still had the defensive mindset. He knew when to take the, He could be very physical, He and he knew when to do it. Because it's not just about being physical. Like, you know, Charlie McAvoy can throw the body real well. He doesn't quite have the awareness of when he should always do it, though. And a guy like Chara, who is can't be quite as physical as he used to be, however the size really helps that him keep that, but he can teach guys like that when to be physical, how to be physical, how to use your leverage better, stuff like that. Mm, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. All right. Good point. Good point. Didn't yeah. they didn't they beat up uh not beat up, but didn't they didn't they completely blitz the lightning a couple of they did. games ago? Yeah, no, they absolutely did. Without Charlie McAvoy also. Um mm. so like this the potential of this offense is high right now with finally moving your talent around. Mm. You know, you got a bunch of guys here and it's like, yeah, you want them to stay together so they can learn to play together, they will get better together. But you got to try different things because sometimes maybe him over here can work a little better despite the fact that he was producing over there. That makes sense. You know, stuff like that. Uh, that makes sense. All right. And Bruce Cassidy just doesn't really do that. Mm. There you go. Well, it would be nice if the Bruins are contending again. And you know, Listen, I know what you said. No. As soon as the football is over, I will be watching more hockey. <laughs> it's almost over, Dom. We're in January. I know, I know. <clears throat> but we have the playoffs now. All right. With that, guys, we're going to move on to rapid-fire news. And before we get into some of the scores, some of the other things, after Antonio Brown's meltdown, he's gone on multiple podcasts and talk shows to air his dirty laundry on some certain things, including calling Tom Brady a fake friend who only liked him because of football, and also calling out Bruce Arians and the Bucks for saying that they were trying to make him play despite an ankle injury which is contrary to other reports that we heard before EB's talk, which was getting mad about not getting the ball enough in that game. Also contrary to the scene of him hopping off the field. Also that, too. Um, I will at least say sometimes the normal running and stuff is a little bit different when you have an ankle injury, whereas you can't, like, stop and cut. So sometimes playing a sport is different than normal walking. However, even if I can do certain things on an injured ankle... If my ankle's not 100%, I still will choose not to do those things. So I still don't think he has much of a leg to stand on there. Ah! Yep, I did it. I did. (laughs) Um, Also, Hub Arkish, an editor, one of the voters for the MVP award, came out and said he thinks Aaron Rodgers is a bad guy, one of the worst guys in the league, and he is refusing to vote for him for MVP. Take that what you will. That was a big story for a while, though. Aaron had some f- particularly brutal uh, clapbacks at Arkish. So that was an interesting beef that went on for a little bit. I hate that you then apologize afterwards. 
If you're going to go out there, though, and say this kind of stuff, don't apologize. He did? I didn't hear the apology. Yeah, he did. You mean the writer did? Yes, the writer Aaron, did. Because Aaron Rodgers is not that. Oh, no, Aaron Rodgers is not going to apologize. I will say this about that, though. I know we're trying to make oh, this I don't fire. Oh, I don't agree with that either. No, you can you can have your personal feelings about Aaron Rodgers, but your MVP vote should be a, well, one thing and one thing only. Well, I mean, you could make the argument that maybe you thought he was hurting the team because he's an a-hole. You, you're the number one seed in football. Clearly, that's not the case. No, I know. I agree. These I are agree. like the same people that wouldn't vote for Kurt Schilling because, oh, he's conservative. I don't want him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I hate that. That's so stupid. Keep it separate. All right. From that's that, what I mean. No, I know. I agree. None of that should matter. From that, let's get to some of the football scores. All right. So, the Chiefs took down the Broncos on Saturday, 28-24, which put them in the number one seed for a short amount of time. But unfortunately for them, the Tennessee Titans got to play the Texans. And almost blew it, though. They did almost blow it, though, because the Titans had to hold off a late-charging Texas team to win 28-25 and secure that number one spot. From a team who didn't choke away, even though they got close, to a team that did choke away, Maybe one of the all-time choke jobs I have ever seen. The Indianapolis Colts completely gagged playing the Jaguars in Jacksonville. One of the worst teams in football. Barely even looked like an NFL team the week before. And they just had to win and get in. And they lost 26-11. to Heck, they could have just tied. Yeah, they could have. They really could have. Like I said, one of the all-time choke jobs I have ever seen. Three overtime games, by the way. Happened yesterday, the first one being the Steelers and the Ravens, where the Steelers finally finished it off, took down the Ravens 16-13 to win an overtime and potentially put themselves in a playoff spot as long as the Chargers and Raiders did not tie. The Steelers have to be maybe the luckiest team all year. This is not a playoff team. It's ridiculous. They have a... So here's the funny thing. I, I look at this. So the Colts have a plus 86 point differential, fourth best in the AFC. The Steelers are at minus 55. And yet the Colts are staying home and the Steelers are in the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely insane. To that other game that I was talking about, we all were robbed of what would have been a beautiful tie to end things and keep the damn Steelers out of the playoffs. Unfortunately, Brandon Staley thought it was smart to call a timeout, even though there was no way he was going to get the ball back. And the only thing he really could do with that timeout was give the Raiders more time to talk things over. But he called that timeout anyway. And then they proceeded to give up, I believe it was, what, a third and four, third and five on a handoff to Jacobs, who then picked up, I think, an extra three or four yards after the first down marker even to set up Carlson for the field goal. And the win, the Raiders take it 35-32. Staley also had another just awful decision that he made that we will talk more about when we recap this game. And the Niners secured their playoff spot with an overtime win over the Rams 26-24. They continue to have the Rams number. They are 6-0 against the Rams in the last six meetings between these two teams. And that has been Rapid Fire News for the week securing our playoff stuff that we will talk about later on the show today. And from that, Jesse, I will turn it back over to you where we will talk about the Pats and the Dolphins. Uh, Take it away, Jesse Caulfield. What a terrible game that was yesterday. Just on, like, all fronts from the Patriots. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I guess except special teams. Special teams went fine. You got those punts off. I thought you were to record that. Uh, you know, I will. How about that? Yeah. 
that, that's fine. But I, here's the thing, though. I, we will talk about the head coach for the Dolphins later on because no. something has happened this, no, to this, him this, this that I think Patriots. is absolutely absurd. This is not about the Dolphins at all, really. This no, I know, and this is about the Pats. I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you time to set up, and I'm also just saying, I'm, I'm airing my frustration early here because I do think this is one of the dumbest calls I've ever seen from an owner. Oh, because I was like for firing wait, Brian. I thought you were going to say. I was like, wait, what? What controversial call was in this game? No, I mean, no, no, no. There were no, some no. controversial penalty calls. But oh, like, definitely. It, but in the but end, they didn't. There's they didn't always matter. there's always some of those. I guess. Yeah. No. But I, like, ca- I can't believe they fired Brian Flores. Different. We'll talk about that. Later. No, I know. We're going to get into that later. All right. But <sighs> I hate this Patriots team. Same time, I love this Patriots team. There's some <laughs> things I really love about this Patriots team that like just makes me so giddy and like so happy and want to watch them every second of every day. And then they do things like that, what they did yesterday, and I'm like, please, I never want to see a single Patriot again. Because, like, I don't know why any team would ever drop back to pass against the New England Patriots. I don't know why you would bother. You could just do what the Patriots did against the uh, Bills did a couple weeks ago. They can't stop a run. There was, in the last three, four weeks, I saw one play that I can remember that was a run for a loss that the Patriots made them lose uh, yardage on a run and it happened in garbage time yesterday so I have zero faith in this Patriots run defense and it's the most frustrating thing on earth if it's fourth down in less than five yards you should go for it against the Patriots every single time because I've watched so many fourth and shorts this season and the team has gotten it every single time this game went so much like that Colts game you get down early on some bum head plays, on some crap bounces and stuff like that. And then you cut, you start to come back too late. And then when it comes down to like, oh, we're almost there. We might actually do it. They, you just can't quite get there. Hmm. You let Tua run for like 11 yards. And on, you shouldn't have run that. You had a hold of him. You got away. And then I don't know. Who, I think it was Williams. Just took a terrible angle and allow, and then just smashed into, um, was it Barrymore? Yes. Bar- shoot, Barmore. Don't want to mispronounce that. Uh, so, th- I mean, this is the defense. I mean, both sides of the ball are so frustrating because the offense can sometimes look really good against awful teams most of the time, but they're moving the ball consistently. The run game is working. And other times they look like yesterday where just, it just constantly teeters out. They can even have a good drive going. The second they get past the 50, just teeters out. Maybe you get a field goal. And then this concept, I mean, I've hated for years that Ben don't break defense. It's the most stressful thing ever. But this team loves it. But the problem is they do break sometimes, particularly early. And then they're constantly chasing. And then when it comes down to you need this one stop late, they break again every single time. Every single time. This team can't get punched in the face because they'll lay on the ground for another two quarters before they finally get up in the fourth and push back, but then they get pushed once again, and then they fall right back down. This team is spineless, and I hate it. This team also has a fumbling problem. This can't They can't get forced turnovers at all. They force interceptions against bad quarterbacks. However, Tua Tagovailoa is a very young quarterback. Bill Belichick loves those, and yet I know he didn't throw a lot, but every time he did, he looked totally fine, not confused one bit, knew exactly what was going on, calling out blitzes, that crap. He looked like a professional pro quarterback. Hmm. That's kind of it. I would say two things on that. First thing, I think there's a history of Belichick's assistants seem to always do well against him. 
Even Matt Patricia, who was a disaster of a head coach. I don't still. They know it and they can prepare their team for it. And Flores looked like he's uh, he got too uh, very prepared to deal with what he thought Belichick was going to throw at him. But he's saying he didn't here's even the second have thing. to. <clears throat> but here's the second thing. How much did the Pats care about that game? They should have cared 100%. Uh, except that you could know pretty early on that you were already secured a playoff spot and you could look up and see that the Bills so, weren't going to lose to the Jets. They clearly were 100% starters in there, so I feel like yeah, but Bill, that Bill, Bill all week was telling them this is game matters, well, and he Bill, should have. But Bill has a history of not resting starters no matter the situation. Yeah, but he'll usually take them on in the second half if they really don't care. I guess. They went for it all game, and they should have. They did, but that doesn't mean the players completely were in it. I get but like, what, since when is that ever the Patriots' way? I get uh, it, Tom Brady isn't here anymore, but I mean, Mac Jones cared. They like Mac Jones, so if Mac Jones cared, they'll care. I think they looked super flat to start that game. Yeah, but I feel like they kind of do a lot. Especially, Sometimes. Especially if that first few plays doesn't go well for the defense— they panic and have no clue what to do. Mm. If that first drive doesn't go well for the offense, have no clue what to do. Absolute zero clue. And they need, at that point, you need halftime to think of any possible solution. Because mm. this team, if it's not looking good in the first half, well, you can bet three points is your best case scenario in that first half. Mm. I, I agree there. If the scripted thing doesn't go well, and that, that comes with having a rookie quarterback who's kind of limited. He is. But it's the defense, too. I know it's the defense, The also. entire first half, they were just constantly getting pushed back by the 31st-ranked run offense. Mm. Yeah, not great. But, I, I, again, something about that just seems like kind of desire. Of the, you know, desire for that game kind of mattered a lot. And I think somebody cared more than the others. I hate. Apparently, Brian Flores was coaching for his job and won and still got fired. Um, I hate that idea of like, oh, they just wanted it more. Bro, why didn't you want it more? You are supposed to be the better team. Because they were already in the playoffs. So you had a chance to get the third spot, especially after the Bengals lost, which I get. You're not watching those games. I mean, the Bengals had the one o'clock spot, but like you're warming up. You don't actually probably know the ending of that game at all. Mm. However... You just you got to be aware, like, if we take care of business, only good things can happen. Yeah, I get you. At that point, it's only go up because it can't go any more down. And now we're not playing the Bengals. We're playing the Bills. And I thought, sure, Joe Mixon would run all over us. But, like, we're not beating the Bills because now Josh uh, Allen can run all over us. Yeah, but they have no ability to run the ball other than Allen running it. We made Devin Singletary look like an elite runner a couple uh, weeks listen, ago. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to say... Listen, you, my thoughts. The thirty-first ranked defense just looked elite. I know. No matter who it was, Bill has a there. way of 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 figuring these things out when it actually matters. Though, I'm not saying I'm not coming out here and saying they're going to beat the Bills. I've been standing here every week saying, "Oh my God, that freaking run defense!" And guess what? It well, gets well, worse. I I have said that too. We both said that the entire time. So that he, is the Achilles heel he's of this not team. Figuring anything out right now. Uh, I know, but luckily there's no elite rushing team in the AFC in the playoffs. I mean Titans. Other than the Titans, who have the number one seed. So I didn't really think we were going to beat them anyway. Um, Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, He's decent. They don't run. Uh, Cincinnati? They still throw Najee the Harris runs well? No. Yes. No. Yes. Najee Harris is good, but they're not that great of a running team. Um, Najee does a lot of his damage, I feel like, half the time in the passing game. Also, if you get to the Super Bowl... 
They're uh, not making it to the Super Bowl. Aaron Jones is going to run all over you. We're not, Leonard Fournette's going to run all over you. They're not making it to the Super Bowl. Sonny Michelle or Daryl Henderson is going to run all over you. Uh, they have K-makers. Arizona will run all over you. Listen, they're not making the Super Bowl. It's not happening. The point, just every team in this playoffs is going to run all over you. Maybe. We'll the see. Buffalo will run all over you. I predict that they will clamp down Buffalo. What makes you think they could ever clamp down on a rushing defense? What? They're not a rushing offense. And they'll get throw happy. And yet, and yet, they ran all over the Listen, Patriots. We will, get, we will get into that prediction later. I'm telling you right now, it'll be a low-scoring close game. And they will have Buffalo oh, and Josh Allen I am sure panicking. the Patriots will not score a lot of points. Oh, I'm sure they won't either. Anyway, from that, though, let's go to, let's go to the next one. One of the best games I've ever witnessed and ever watched. That Chargers-Raiders game. Um, so, the Chargers and the Raiders. There's so many things to take away from this game. Just so many things, and I'm so mad that we got robbed that tie. But... Justin Herbert is amazing, and he's carrying this team with some subpar coaching, in my opinion. He threw 64 times. They were 6 of 7 on fourth down conversions, and I believe on that drive to go down the field and tie in the fourth, I think he converted four different fourth downs. That was one of the most epic drives I've ever seen. I think it was 3 of 3. All it time. could be 4. It was 3 of 4. I think it was 4. That was one of the most epic drives I have ever seen of all time. But this is the week. I mean, this is the day where, where we start to fire coaches. Zimmer's already out. Nagy's out. Brian Flores is out for some stupid reason. I'm going to make another one that should be out, even though he won't be. The Chargers should fire Brandon Staley. What? After one season? After one season, 100%. They should fire Brandon Staley. Okay, Justin Herbert is already one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. If you look at Herbert's numbers and compare it with the rest of the league, everyone else who's comparable has won their division going away insecurely in a playoff spot. Brandon Staley inherited that, a super talented Charger roster, and he he was given the keys to a Lamborghini and he crashed it. 100% crashed it. They melted down at the end of the regular season. There is no reason that this team should not be in the playoffs. And there's no reason a far less talented Raiders team should be in the playoffs ahead of the Chargers. Some of his in-game decision-making is absolutely baffling. They win for way too many times on fourth downs against the Chiefs and cost them that game. And this game against the Raiders, on a fourth and one at his own 18 early in the third quarter, thought it was a good idea to still go for it. Absolutely ludicrous decision. Even if you make it, you still have another 80 yards to go to get to the end zone. And probably another, what, 50, 60 yards to even get off a decent enough field goal to try it? What was the benefit in that situation? Very little. And if you don't make it, which they don't, you basically just handed your opponent points. They don't even have to gain a single yard on the ensuing possession, and they'll still get points. Terrible decision-making by Brandon Staley. His decision-making has cost them multiple games. That was an awful decision. Here's the last thing. It's not even like you can say with Brandon Staley, he's an offensive coach and Herbert's getting better and the offense is getting better. He's a defensive coach and their defense is terrible. And it's worse even than last year's team. You want to talk about bad run defense, Jesse? They're the worst run defense in the NFL, in my opinion. They are terrible. 
just awful. At least one of the worst. And yet still a functional team because Justin Herbert is so talented. So he was given the keys to a Lamborghini and he crashed it. 100% I would fire Brandon Staley. Here's the other reason why. This is actually a very good year for coaching candidates. There's a lot of really high-end offensive coordinators who their names have been out there for a while, who it's probably time for they get an, an offensive, uh, a, a head coaching job. The Chargers, if they fired Staley, are automatically the number one job in the NFL. Because you get to inherit that roster, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and you get a top five quarterback in the NFL right away. So they will get, they should be able to get the best candidate on the market. Fire Brandon Staley. He crashed the Lambo. And I'm usually more patient on coaches. I'd get rid of him after one year. To me, completely, completely inexcusable what's happened with the Chargers this year. Uh, I definitely don't agree that calling the Chargers a Lamborghini. Because after Herbert, Allen, and uh, Eckler, uh, I think it really falls off. I mean, Mike Williams is kind of good. But, like, I get what you're saying. Okay. He took a team that should have made the playoffs, and he dropped it. Yes. But I wouldn't call them a Lamborghini. I'd call them, I don't know, maybe a Range Rover. A Range Rover? <laughs> um, okay, before you get to that, here's the other thing. Do you get what I'm saying also, though, if you fire Brandon Staley? <clears throat> Name me a better NFL job that you could walk into that's going to be open. Oh, man. Better one? Give me, I have to like, look at this. There's none. Well, the Vikings are better when you have to pay. Maybe the Broncos. But they still don't have a quarterback. Jacksonville Jaguars. No. You get to live in Florida. You get to hang out with Trevor Lawrence. No, no, no. Get out of here. You're being funny. I can tell with a smile on your face. (laughs) (laughs) You're being ridiculous. Um, No, there's not a better one. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay that I'm right, Jesse. It's okay. It's okay. uh, You don't have to manufacture a debate. Las Vegas. Uh, Maybe, but I doubt it. Do you think they're going to keep what's-his-face? You know, you could make the... You can make the argument they should keep uh, Blasada. I can't remember his name. Uh, Tony, Tony remember. Del Vecchio. Oh. That definitely was not it. No, 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 that's not it. No, no, I'm pretty sure it's Rick Blasada. Rick. <laughs> anyway. But no, it's not because Derek Carr is not as good as Justin Herbert. San Francisco. They're not firing Shanahan. Yeah, they should. No, they shouldn't. They made the playoffs. So? They're not firing Kyle Shanahan. They could. Of the jobs that we all expect to be open, there's not a single one that's better than the Chargers. The Vikings aren't a better job. The Bears, of course, are not a better job. If the Giants fire Joe Judge, that's probably the worst job you could take. Jacksonville's not a better job. If the Texans fire Cauley, that's not a better job. No, they have the be- They easily have the best job. Uh, Denver is pretty good. Denver is pretty good, but they don't have a quarterback yet. <clears throat> So they're going to have to go right, get one. But in charges, that's what you have and not much else. You have offense. You have no defense. No defense. They have they have good <clears throat> defensive personnel. Some. And they have Bosa, Derwin James. Uh, you got Bosa. You do, have, you do have Bosa. I forget about Bosa. Yeah. You so easy to forget on that irrelevant defense. No, they do have some. They have better pieces there than their play should be, mm. which is part of the reason you're a defensive head coach. Your defense is getting worse. Your, your offensive line is but awful. The right side has been hit by injuries. You, I mean, after Mike Williams, who do you have out there? Keenan Allen, Jared I, I, Cook. No, yeah, but Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Oh, I, I, Jared, I mean, he's a little old at this point. That's a decent tight end, I guess. Yeah, he's a decent tight end, man. And by the way, Guyton and Palmer have looked decent. Do I want to 
base my offense around him? No, but they actually seem like decent complementary wideouts to have in that three or four spot. If you have to elevate him to a two, then you know you have a problem probably, but they're not. So, mm. all right. Mm. Do you have any other thoughts though on the Chargers Raiders game? Uh, on the game itself, I mean, first half was so boring. We were just all waiting for overtime. Mm. And then it got away from them, and I was like, oh, no. And I just kind of, like, mm-hmm. walked away. I was like, we're not getting the tie. And then I looked back, and I'm like, oh, man. And then, like, I, I told you, like, when we were coming here, I, like, I watched some, like, videos and, like, gifts after. Like, it seems it, the Raiders seemed to be talking like they were going to take the tie. Oh, yeah. And that's like, oh. And here's the thing. I rooted for Pittsburgh earlier in the day. I mm. wanted that terrible team in the playoffs. That'd be hilarious. But they, when you, the tie became a real possibility, I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This could be the wildest weekend in football history. Mm. And it kind of still was. Yeah. That's it. All right. Uh, you, Chargers you, suck. Do you, have, do you have any defense for Staley on his uh, no. timeout Listen, and his fourth and, I like, fourth and whatever decision I mean, making? You particularly like balls and guts. Yeah, but there's a difference between having balls and just being stupid. Yeah. That's why, what you uh, steals of ball? Yes, that's what you said. Brandon Staley's got steals of ball. Do you mean balls of steel? No, <laughs> steals of ball. No, I mean he's got a pretty thick skull. <laughs> Seriously, a thick skull. That was terrible. I don't understand how that's even defensible. How did he get that job? And the timeout and the timeout in OT was also terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's questions. Maybe the Raiders are going to do it anyway. I don't even get that. Like, what do you do? What would you I don't do understand. I don't understand because he wanted to make them punt potentially if they didn't get it, or maybe right, that was my one. Maybe he didn't like his thought. Is the he only ball. the only excusable defense I can think of is for whatever reason he didn't like his defense that he had out there and he needed to change it. Oh, uh, maybe. But my other thought was like maybe you were trying to hope you'd get ball last. <laughs> With what time left? I don't know. <laughs> They weren't gonna have. No, they were gonna have barely any time left. I don't know, but I mean, whether the Raiders were gonna do it either way or not, don't give them extra time to talk about it and get the special teams unit together and say, okay, if he makes it here, we'll do the kick. If he doesn't make it here, we won't. You know what I mean? Just don't give them extra time to do it. No matter what, you weren't getting the ball back with any type of time left to do anything, anyway. unless they were stupid enough to go for it on fourth down. But they wouldn't. They would punt it, and then you'd be backed up in your own, deep in your own zone with probably, I would say, because I went back and watched where the clock was, I'd say you'd have under 20 seconds. All right, but you had Justin Herbert. No. And a timeout. That's under 20 seconds. You don't think you can get with what, one all timeout? All you have to do is tie to make the playoffs? No. Imagine if he goes for it and he throws a pick six. He's right, I guess. But, like, Staley was clearly not thinking about the tie at all. He wanted to win. 100% he wanted to win. And so I think, actually, 20 seconds and one timeout, I think there's several quarterbacks around the league that could get you to maybe the 45 or 40. That could be a long kick. Yeah, but what would be the point of even chancing it? You win. You're making the playoffs no matter what. But you can win. Oh, my gosh. Can you get a better spot? Get out of here. Get a better spot in the playoffs. All right. That's it. All right. We're going to take a quick break, guys, before we move on to to the next thing. Stick with us, guys, for the rest of the show.
back after a nice break. We did that well. Yeah. Now we're back for Slow Your Roll. We're going to speed it up. Yes, let's go. We're no longer slowing the roll. We're going to talk about, I mean, regular season's over in the NFL. We're going to talk about kind of how we did here and yes. our little predictions. Uh, you know. <clears throat> some aged well, some aged not so well. Yeah. Which, like, you know, that's always going to happen. There's just things you can't see. Injuries happen. Um, surprises. Upsets. Who would have thought Jacksonville would ruin everything the final week? Yes, exactly. Uh, you mentioned injuries. There's one team. Injuries totally derailed their season, the Ravens. Yeah, and they ended up on the bottom. <laughs> I know. All right. We're not that that, divi- that division yet. We're going to start with the local one. Yes. The AFC East. At the beginning of the season, I mean, we had a similar. We had Buffalo winning. Yes. I had Dolphins next. You had New England next. Then I had the Dolphins. We all we both had the Jets at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It ended up. I guess you were you were more correct. You even had the ten wins with the uh, Red Sox, the <laughs> Patriots. Yes. So, I mean, you kind of nailed that one. It is funny that did Miami, you say nine and eight with Miami? I think I said nine and eight, eight and nine. I I can't remember what one I said. Okay. Um, we didn't really do records as much as we just did, like seating. Like yeah. Where they'd finish. The only reason we did a specific record with the Pats is because of the Pats. Yeah. And we live in New England. Yeah. So it is funny that Miami finished behind them despite sweeping them for the season. That is weird. I mean, they did have a better division record. Patriots were three and three in the division. I know. Miami four and two. All right. On to the next one. The one that we whiffed on completely, but it's okay because everybody whiffed on that. I felt good things about it. Listen, most of the world whiffed on this. I thought the Browns had a chance to Brown, and they did, and I thought the Bengals would be better than everyone thought they would, and they were. Did I think they would win the division? Absolutely not. I had them third. Yeah, I was going to say, you had them third, bro. I had Ravens, (laughs) Browns, uh, Bengals, Steelers. I had Bengals finishing ahead of the Steelers, and they did. You're right. You are are right. And can I just say that you want to talk about choke jobs? That was another massive choke job for the season, the Browns. I guess it's not even a good division, but dude. they're Browns. That's not I really. I think that it was. I mean, the Steelers have a decent team. They don't have a quarterback. The Bengals clearly took a large leap forward, minus fifty-five point differential. And then the, the Ravens were beat up. That's the quarterback's fault. And were, then the Ravens would be a really good team, but they got a lot of injuries. Yeah, they got beat up. So I mean, I don't. And they themselves had to deal with. They had to deal with OBJ. That's always going to ruin your team. They have to deal with Baker Mayfield being fifty percent, maybe at best. Yeah, but that's the Browns, dude. That's that's part of the browning. They probably should have sat Baker for a couple of games and played Keenum, too. I said they would brown. I know you would. I'm just saying. I didn't think that would be the brown. It's still a huge. Uh, although the, I guess I'm the just OBJ saying, one I'm was I'm just obvious. saying it's a huge choke job. I guess. They they easily, to me, have Maybe the, to you. They have the best roster in that division. Maybe to you. <laughs> really? I think the Steelers kind of do. Nah. It's close, but. I mean, that, that's the division. All right. The South. I, th- I had the Colts finishing first. You had the Titans finishing first. Woo! So, I think I oh I think I got it right then. Yeah, you did. And then Woo! you had you had the Jags in last and the Texans over them. I had the Texans last, the Jags over them because I thought the Jags would take at least minus a few steps forward. But I mean, you know, I'm saying this as in like I think I had the Jags winning probably like three games and the Texans too. Like, you know what? I take the most pride in the AFC South. Okay. Because, like, I, we didn't do records, but I had three of the four missing the playoffs. And, I mean, I didn't per, I didn't pick a number one seed. I didn't predict that at all. No. But I thought Tennessee would be good and have a chance at it. Yes. And then here, here we are. Yes. This is my bread and butter. That, that's my. All right. The West. Casey won it, obviously. We all said that. Yeah, we all had that. You had Chargers 
Actually, we both had Chargers. We both had the Chargers second. We know why? Because of the best roster in that divi- in that conference, uh, in that division, other than the Chiefs. Uh, but uh, I mean, I also like. I thought the Raiders would really suck, and I don't. Think, I still don't think they're that good. No, I don't think they are either. This thing, I mean, with this expanded playoff, like, there's always one, maybe two teams at the bottom that are like, you really, come on, you shouldn't be here. No, I know. But, like, with this expanded playoffs, like, the Steelers shouldn't be here. No. The Raiders shouldn't be here. No. I mean, even if the Chargers made it, you kind of shouldn't have been there either. Well, no. Um, anyway. Philly shouldn't be there. Anyway, though, um, so you had, I think you had Raiders. San Fran shouldn't be there. You had Raiders, Broncos. I think I had Broncos, Raiders. So that's the only thing that's really different. All right, on to the NFC. All right, we were very wrong with the NFC East. Oh, we were very wrong with the NFC East. Um, we had the football team. Finishing first. We thought they would try. Yes. We thought they'd make progress. You had Philly on the bottom, but I Philly did. is a playoff team. I know. You actually, I, I, I love calling you on for this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you said Philly might, could be, obviously you didn't say they would be, because that's hard to predict. You said they could, they had the potential to be the worst team in the league. They are one of the worst teams in the playoffs, but they did make the playoffs. I know. I know. Yeah, I whiffed on that. I mean, I don't think they're a good team. I thought Washington would be better than they were. And and then, I mean, the Giants just and the Giants are awful. didn't care. The Giants, I think, are the most depressing team in the league right now because I don't think they have any way out. You saw that QB sneak, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what was that? I what do you think? I saw that. I'm like, oh, you are 100% trying to lose this game. <laughs> Like, there was no doubt in my mind, like, oh, you want the best draft pick possible. I know, right? And it's clear. Yeah. yeah. They should almost be fined for that. Because you, you threw that game, and it was so obvious. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. And like I said, I think, I think they are the most depressing team in the league, because I don't think there's any way out for the Giants. Even more depressing than Jacksonville? Because they at least— And the Texans? Because they at least have a franchise quarterback. Or at least potential, no, if they just get something around him, dude. The Texans have a franchise quarterback, but he doesn't. He won't play. <laughs> I know for them. But the Texans are a better football team today than the Giants are, and the Giants, mm-hmm. like I'm, the Giants, have no way. By the way, Davis Mills, but you know, I do want to. The Texans, the Mills kid is actually starting to look decent, like a competent NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I actually think that they might have a quarterback. I mean, I think they'll what, try it. What the ceiling is on him, you know, maybe lower end. What was his? But pick? what if he? But what if he ends up being like Kirk Cousins? Oh, that's tragic. I mean, no, it's not. Just don't pay him thirty-five million dollars. <laughs> You're gonna take a bunch of money and then lose every primetime game. No, if he's fine, if he's Kirk Cousins, just don't pay him thirty-five million dollars, and you're fine. What? When was he drafted? I think it was second or third round. Okay. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. The North. The North. All right. We were right. Yeah, we all had that one the exact we same. Right. We all had that one the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lions, Lions, uh, Lions to me. Actually, I mean, Lions we, are one of the best last place teams, though. They played their hearts out every game. They, they, just, they just beat the number one seed in football. Oh, they did. That's yeah. right. How many teams can say that? You know, just for that, let's let's say the Lions won the division. All right. <laughs> Let's, let's bounce the Packers out of the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is a bad guy, remember? So, <laughs> all right. Actually, the South we were pretty right on, too. Yes. I mean, it, uh, Carolina finished behind Atlanta. Yeah, which, I had Carolina in front of Atlanta. But, like. But we both had Bucks. 3-0 three, three oh, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> we both had Bucks, uh, Saints, and then I had Carolina, Atlanta. I think I thought you had Carolina, Atlanta, too, dude. 
I mean, I, th- I, th- I thought I had Atlanta last. You might have. Yeah. All right. I thought I did. And then the West. You're going to shit on me for the other one. I'm going <laughs> to uh, get on you for this one. I mean, I had the winner correct. You did have the winner correct. And you had Rams, Seahawks. Yes. Niners, Cardinals. Yes. I had Rams. No, actually, I didn't. I had Niners, Rams. But. The big thing is, I said both the Rams and the Niners will make the playoffs. I had Seattle. I know I said this. I had Seattle a more distant third, and not we, making the playoffs. We both had Arizona last, and we both had Arizona last. But most people had Arizona last. So what were they eight? No. At one point, yeah. To start the year. Well, then if they were eight, no, that means they went three and six. To in the last maybe there were seven. And That's no. what I'm thinking. Seven. I think there might have been seven. No, but they weren't great at the any year. I know that. No. No, not at all. All right, so that was our predictions for the year. What do you think? I, I think at the end of the day, we did pretty good. I I mean, I think the only real whiffs are ones that everybody whiffed on. Yeah. Like, nobody had the Bengals winning the division. No. Uh, people picked Dallas. A lot of did. But I had most no, people picked Dallas. I yes. had no faith in Dallas. Most I still pe- have no faith in Dallas. Most people did, did pick Dallas, so. And, I mean, the West was hard to really nail down. Oh, yeah. The West was hard. That's the best division in football. Yeah. It's funny. Both West divisions are probably the best divisions. There's some, I mean, there are some good divisions, yeah. Yeah. All right. The AFC East is probably the best it's been in since the 90s. Except the Jets are still a absolute tire fire. You know what? This Jets team was better than last year's Jets team. Uh, by the end of it, it looked like they might have been. Yes, and this Dolphins team was not as good as last year. Zach Wilson, team. I will say, Zach Wilson seemed like for a while he wasn't getting better, and then like the last three, four weeks of the season. That injury to, like almost helped him. Kind of, yeah. Sitting, maybe watching, looking, take, observing. Watch more film, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But all right, on now to the playoffs. The first round of the playoffs, we're going to talk about some of these matchups, all right? So... After coming off our wrong predictions and discussing them, we'll make more. Yeah, we're going to make more predictions. Let's go. So Raiders Bengals for the first one Saturday at four thirty. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Bengals. I mean, come on, come on. I don't love the Bengals either, but they're better than the Raiders. I don't see, especially the Raiders just to, having to play that game too, just the week before. Like that's not great. So Pat's Bills. I didn't even get a prediction. What? I, I was gonna go through it real quick, and we're gonna talk about yours. Oh, okay, that's fine. Pat's Bills. I am going to take the Bills. <laughs> I think it'll be a super close game, though. I think it'll be low scoring. I'm not as pessimistic as you are about it, Jesse. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to say Bills win it, though, 22-17. I'm not putting the scores out there, man. I'm not going to do that for every game. Bucks eagles I'm taking the Bucks. It's a terrible matchup for the Eagles. Uh, what the Eagles do well offensively, kind of the only thing they really do, is run the football. That's what the Bucks have always been able to stop. I will go with the Bucks. The oh, next are you one. going by how like the time they're going to be shown on TV? Yeah, I'm just going through the list oh. right now. Yeah, I'm going to do it in a different order. Okay, that's fine. 49ers, Cowboys. This is the one. This is the one. And then, by the way, you know what's funny? When I made my little thing on Dallas a couple of weeks ago, I literally said one of the reasons I'm bailing on Dallas is because as it stands right now, they have to play the 49ers in the playoffs. And the 49ers are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. It's a terrible matchup for the Cowboys. You can run on the Cowboys' defense. They're really good against the pass. They have decent people in the secondary. They can, you know, 
a lot of interceptions and digs, and they have a good pass rush. The Cardinals just decided, and they're not even an elite running team, and I don't even think they have James Conner in that game, nope. decided, we're just going to run the ball right at him, and they're not going to stop it, and they didn't stop it. Now you get the Niners, one of the best run teams in the NFL, being physical and running the football despite the running back is the bread and butter of that team's identity. And I don't think the Cowboys defense is going to be able to stop it and they're going to lose to the Niners. Just a terrible matchup, in my opinion, for the Cowboys. Then you have the Chiefs and the Steelers. Come on. Come on. The Steelers shouldn't even be here. I think that's going to be a massacre. And then Rams, Cardinals. I will take the Rams. So, Jesse, go through your first round. And let's 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 argue. Let's let's have some back and forth if there's some you don't agree with me on. Okay, I'm gonna start with the AFC. Yep, go a little different order. Uh, I'll start with the KC game against Pittsburgh. That's because that's an easy one. KC's gonna win. Mm-hmm. They they stomped out Pittsburgh like two weeks ago. I don't think it's going much of any differently. Uh, Buffalo versus the Patriots. I'm picking Buffalo. I don't think it'll be that close, though. I think it'll go a lot of the ways that Patriots game went when they, but when Buffalo came to New England like two weeks ago, also. Mm. I think it'll be a lot of them kind of imposing their will on you and you're just kind of chasing all day, which is great. And then since the Raiders. Well, wait, no, 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 no. What, what do you think? A touchdown? More than a touchdown? Oh. Don't give me an exact score, but do you think 10? All right. The game will end with at least a 10-point differential. Okay. And then Cincy Raiders. Listen, I've hyped up Cincy all year, but I think the Raiders are going to win this game. Wow. Yeah. I don't like the Raiders, but I just think they're going to wow. stumble their way into a victory. <laughs> no, it's some like destiny kind of stuff. Yeah, I just kind of – not like destiny, like, oh, this is the no, team. No, I know. They're not going to go the whole way. But... The Super Bowl. No, but like I just – Well, I think the Bengals are one of the weakest of the division winners. Oh, I think of the four division winners, they are by far the weakest. Yeah. And, like, I just don't – they're still the Bengals. Okay. They haven't won a playoff game. And I know. The Raiders haven't won a playoff game since '02, oh, I want to say. And Bengals haven't won a playoff game since, like, 91 or something. At least the Raiders have a very nice built-in excuse, though. I think I'm about to say a very nice built stadium. Oh, like, no. Like, I guess. No, it was built-in excuse is the, the next best team that they had. Their quarterback broke his leg in the, like, last – what, game or two of the regular season? And then their yeah. backup got hurt, too. So by the time they did the playoffs, they were on their third-string quarterback. Mm. But I, I just... I think the Raiders are going to win. Okay. I dearly do. Okay. And I don't nearly... Do I, I don't even have a good reason for it. Say, I just do you have feel, a football reason at all for I this? Kinda, I mean, other than... I mean, the Bengals love to bungle. Okay. They're very young, and like that might get, get to them a little bit. Not to say the Raiders have been here, because they haven't. But they are, for the most part, older. Yeah, Carr's been here. They've dealt with a lot of diversity this season. Yes. Um. So this shouldn't. I don't think this will scare them. Okay. Carr has never played a playoff game. No, that's no. true. But he's been pl- in the playoffs. But I will say yes, the Raiders are playing with house money. Yeah, basically. I mean, the the, the Bengals are a little bit too, but I uh, Raiders are. Mm, more. I, I think there's kind of some expectations on Cincy. Yeah, when you win a division, that you you yeah. you, you almost put expectations on yourself. Yeah. All right, we can move. Uh, NFC. Bucks are going to beat the Eagles. Who cares? Dallas and San Fran. This one I don't know. Because I, you don't like either of them. I hate both of them. I think they're both bad. I don't think either. All right, whoever wins this game is losing the next round. 
Um, and honestly, I think I'm going to pick Dallas. Okay. I hate Dallas. But, like, San, uh, San Francisco just blows big game. And I know they just had uh, Kyle Shanahan just made the Rams pull a Kyle Shanahan. Um, and yeah, whatever. So maybe they're riding that high and blah, blah, blah. I just I don't think San Fran's going to go in there and beat Dallas. I just don't. Okay. Well, uh, why? I think Dallas is going to. Do you think Dallas? Dallas' is- offense has really struggled the last couple weeks. But some- I mean, they did just put up 51 on Philly. That, that is Philly. I have more expectations. Hey, they still a playoff team, and they're a division opponent, which usually are tougher games because you know each other's playbook. I guess, but I have more faith in I was actually, 49ers. I was actually kind of impressed with the Dallas game over Philly. Not enough to not think they're going to lose this game because I think it's just a terrible matchup for them. But, but I think uh, right now the offense is at least clicking enough that they'll do enough. And I don't. I just never have faith in Kyle Shanahan's teams. Okay. I think even if they have a hot start, actually, I think the worst thing the 49ers could do is almost get a hot start, as weird as that sounds. Because I think Garoppolo has played really well at the end of games all season long. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes he looks bad to start the games, but I think come the fourth quarter, he's had multiple fourth quarter comebacks this year. I think he's really good in the two minute drill. He's actually better in the clutch, really? it seems. If you say so. You I mean, you watch me. a lot more 49ers than me because you love Kyle Shanahan and you love. California teams for some reason. I don't love California. Bro, you I love the Chargers. You love the 49ers. I don't love, love the, the LA Rams. The, the Chargers drive you, me insane. You are the only LA football fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> and you, you're the only one who likes either of those teams. <laughs> I'm not a fan. The Chargers drive me insane. You were so mad when Oakland left. No, you weren't. I was just that, 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 that was a joke. I know. Um, all right. You have the Cowboys. Give me. Can you give me at least the big three reasons? Let's let's narrow this down. I uh, as as much as the offense struggled recently for the Cowboys, I still have you know high hopes for it. So too much firepower on offense. Yes, I. I mean, Mike McCarthy's not a good coach. However, I think the coaches around him mm-hmm. make him make it good enough that they can. He has two very good coordinators. Yeah, I think they'll they'll outcoach Shanahan. Okay, not, and I. Better staff. Yes. And like the 49ers, they have talent. There is weapons. Similarly, actually, I actually think kind of similarly built to the Colts. Mm. They are. Decent, just not really. I mean, not to say like Kittle's not an outstanding tight end. He's one of the best in the league and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, Debo Samuel clearly put himself in the elite company of wide receivers. I have problems with Jimmy G. Okay. I have problems with. I mean, the running game, they have just an, a scheme that supports whoever is back there. But, like, I don't know. And you're sure, I guess, you don't like the run defense of the, the, the Cowboys. Cowboys. But I, I don't. I think the Cowboys of the defense will hold up better and do enough as compared to the 49ers. Can I offer this, though? The 49ers are probably more battle tested than the Cowboys are. They've had tougher games, they play in a tougher division. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, oh, because they were at the Super Bowl a couple years no, ago. No, 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 no. I was just going to say this More team veterans. this year has played tougher competition and in a tougher division than the Cowboys. Facts. So I think that helps, too. Mm. And I don't trust Mike McCarthy in-game in a close-game decision-making. So no, but that's the other thing. Actually, one more thing. I'll put a, a fourth smaller one out there. You okay. are in Jerry's world. That's true. That and, is true. And you're in his house of fun, so. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I see you. 
And then my final one, the Rams are going to stomp out the Cardinals. Wow. You think it's going to be a, that bad? Yeah, the Cardinals are... The Cardinals are falling apart a little bit. <clears throat> Cardinals are not a playoff team anymore. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I think I think they'll cruise. I don't know about stomp out, but I'd, I'd say they might win by about a touchdown. As long as Stafford doesn't do anything dumb. All right. So that is our first round predictions. We will move on to the next thing. Still talking about the playoffs. But let's go... Wait, do you have something to say? Uh, no, I'm just I was like, wow, this is a long show. No, it is. Weakness, quickly, weakness of the top seeds, of the best teams in the playoffs, right? The division winners. What would the reason be why they don't make the Super Bowl or fall short in any way? So I'll start with you, Jesse. Go go through the divisions winners right. in the AFC. What is the one kryptonite that you say, oh, you AFC if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, this is why? All right, Tennessee, you... Do not have the real quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, Derrick Henry's going to come back. You were built to run the ball. You were very good at running the ball. But if you are down and you need to throw the ball, I don't have the faith in Ryan Tannehill to do it in a like a two-minute drill. You need the touchdown here. I don't have faith in Ryan Tannehill to do that. Okay. KC. After Mahomes, Edwards Hilaire, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Who are actually all banged up right now. Yeah. I mean, actually, Edwards Hilaire has been kind of on and off IR all season. Um, mm-hmm. After that, your weapons just fall off a cliff. I could say the defense. However, the defense at times has shown it can be pretty good. I can say Andy Reid. However, for the most part, I have faith in Andy Reid. It's more like his kind of two-minute coaching and stuff like that. Game, um, situational football, he's not the best at. Mm-hmm. But if you can stop one or two of those guys, any team has a chance to beat the Chiefs. Do I think the Steelers are going to do it? No. No. Do I think the Bengals or Raiders will do it? Probably not either. No. Bills and Tennessee can absolutely do it. You say the Patriots can. I don't really have the faith that much in the Patriots to do it because I ain't just give the ball to Andrew Chalair. He'll run it down their throat. Hmm. But that's that's uh, that's my KC problem. Yeah, I think in general they're just streaky too. So I think they can just go so cold. All right, next one. Buffalo. Kind of the same as KC in my opinion. A little a bit. A little bit. I want to, I mean, you want to just. Point Not it. specific weapons, but at least just like they don't run the ball and they're streaky. Yeah. And then, like, I want to just point to the run game, but like, I mean, the the offense in general can just be. Even yesterday, you started off so fast against the Jets. Mm-hmm. And then for the second and third quarter, you kind of disappeared. And then you turned it on again in the fourth quarter when you needed to to put it away, but they can just disappear out of the blue, mm-hmm. even mid game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, the streakiness. I think that's a really good one for the Bills. Mm-hmm. And then the Bengals. Who you have losing to the Raiders. Yes. Already. My problem with the Bengals is you are good, not great. Okay. You you're you're a, you have very explosive players. You have a good offense. You can put up points, but you're just you're not you're not elite yet. You can't quite compete with those teams that are real contenders. Mm-hmm. And like that's kind of a vague problem, but it's just like you're just you're gonna need to get a little bit older and just a couple more pieces, whatever that means to you. So that's my problem with the Bengals. You're just not quite a complete team yet. Okay. I have nothing to argue with you on the AFC, so I'm actually going to go through the NFC ones. Okay. First one, <clears throat> maybe my favorite team, the Los Angeles Rams. I, know I think they team. have everything to be a Super Bowl contending team. But I will say this. Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff. We all know that. He's made them better. But I am super concerned sometimes about him in the playoffs, and I think he can lose them a game. Because he makes some ridiculous interceptions sometimes. And he can overcome them in the regular season. I don't know if maybe he might not be able to overcome them in the postseason. 
So that's my big problem with them. Dallas, run defense, lack of an identity, Mike McCarthy in big situations, in-game decision-making, all three of those reasons. Uh, I have my doubts on them and have them losing to the Niners also. The Packers, for whatever reason, Rodgers is just not that clutch in the NFC Championship. He just He's not. He got three interceptions from Brady last year. Still couldn't capitalize. The Packers' run defense has started to look bad again, by the way, the last couple of weeks. Um, which has been their Achilles here, it seems like, for about three years now. They're just not that physical defensively. Um, so I think those are the two big weaknesses there. The Buccaneers, uh, bad secondary, still kind of injured. They have a lot of the people back, but and offensively even having injuries and falling apart as well. I think that's the big problem there. And the last one, who am I missing? No, you said all four. Okay, I did say all four. Green Bay, Tampa, Dallas, Chargers, or, uh, Rams. Yeah, I did. All right, yeah. cool. So I will say the Green Bay, mm-hmm. um, uh, there it's the problem is the NFC Championship game, and uh, that's just there's nothing you can do about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're just gonna lose there. It's just how it is. What if they play the Rams? Do you think they're gonna lose? Rams made a Super Bowl. They can make a Super Bowl. Okay. I just don't think Sean McVay can win a Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, he can win a Super Bowl. Okay, that's fine. All right. With that, guys, we are going to take another quick break, and then we will get on the Brian Flores story, a little quarterback roulette, and then we'll finish up with our Tommy Report and Darwin, as always. Stick with us, guys. back again that was a second break yes we're here for the final stretch of the show here this is a long one today actually it really is uh but there was some breaking news this morning i mean this is what was it, what they call it? black monday in the yeah. nfl yeah that's what they call uh, it. a lot of firings happen uh, one in particular i mean when you know brian flores was a coach here we're just interested in his time in miami division rival obviously very interested in that this was big enough for us to change our show plan though this was not originally yeah this on was the script. To, we took out something else for this we're, t- we're supposed to be talking about antonio brown right now mm-hmm. um but we'll talk about it a little later. Yes, in the Tommy uh, report. But with Brian Flores, like, I I mean, I was obviously sad to see him go. He was with us for a long time, longer than I even thought, um, just working his way up through the organization. He eventually worked his way, not the defensive coordinator, but basically the defensive play caller um, in that last Super Bowl season with the Patriots. Did very well, I feel. Um, so <clears throat> I was sad to see him go, and I thought it would work out with the Dolphins. I guess I was technically wrong. But that first season was so bad, which obviously isn't his fault. He got a Pop Warner team he had to inherit, and he made it a decent team. By the end, didn't they win three of their last four games or something like that? Yes, including Week 17 against the Patriots to knock them out of the bye week. Yeah. So I hate facing the freaking Dolphins. (laughs) But Brian Flores showed clear. There was a clear direction that Miami was heading, and that was forward. And then, you know, they... I believe they just missed out in the playoffs last year. But it was a clear step forward. They were behind this man. How could you not be? I felt like he was clearly one of, I don't want to say the best coaches in the league, but he clearly was a guy who had his, the players had his back. He knew what he was doing. 
he had he had an idea of what he wanted to get it from his team, and he got it. And then, you know, they took a step back this season. Not all his fault, we both feel. And then there was a little loss of the locker room. Again, I don't feel it was 100% his fault. And this was not shocking, because especially in today's NFL, everyone is so impatient. But it felt wrong, I guess, for lack of a better term. I felt wrong, but I was also shocked, too. I, I wasn't considering you swept Belichick and you were eight and one down the stretch. Yeah, and I, I didn't give the excuse this morning. Beating Belichick is not an excuse, and beating one division opponent is not an excuse to keep your coach. However, I feel after the th- past three seasons, despite the fact there was a little regression this year, how can you not keep this man? This man at least knows what he's doing. He is far better at calling a game and dealing with game situations than, I mean, many coaches out there that uh, still have their jobs today 80 percent of the league honestly yeah that is a big one that happened last night yeah um heck staley lost kept his job brian flores won yesterday got fired yeah and like hey i'm happy i hope he comes home yeah I one hope- and one is justin herbert the one one is tua yes but i hope brian flores comes back come back to the patriots be our defensive play caller again please i love you okay you were the man All right that's that's my brian flores right. i got a lot so, I woke up to this news, getting updated by somebody on a text message. And the first thing I thought, the very first thing that came to my mind was, oh, that's right. That's why the Pats were a dynasty for 20 years. Because the rest of the division is incompetent. So dysfunctional. Why would you fire Brian Flores? He went 9-8 and eight in a tough, tough division. He's got to deal with Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. And he's got to deal with Bill Belichick, the best coach in football. That is not an easy division. He's stuck with Tua Tungavailoa, a bottom-tier starting quarterback, if even that, or maybe a backup. And it's not Brian Flores' fault that the ownership and the GM and all them were talking about trading for Deshaun Watson before the season even started and kept it going for five to six weeks, which clearly had an effect on the locker room and clearly had an effect on the confidence in the team. How could it not? What you're telling your team is, we're not good enough and we don't have any trust in our starting quarterback who's supposed to be the guy leading us. How is that not going to have an effect? That's not Brian Flores' fault. That's ownership's fault for continuing to keep the conversation going and providing the distraction. He went 8-1 and one down the stretch. All right, They beat a lot of bad teams, I understand that, but they won the games they were supposed to win. Ask Mike Tomlin how hard that can be sometimes. All right, It's still the NFL. They're still NFL teams. They took care of business when they needed to take care of business. The other thing, Bill Belichick eats young quarterbacks and new head coaches alive. Now you're going to bring in a new coach who I'm guaranteed because the best, the best people on the market right now for coaching are all people who have never been head coaches before. Now that's not a problem. They're super talented and a lot of good ones. Leftwich, Dable, I think could, are going to work for the most part, depending on where they go. But they're still all people who have never been NFL head coaches. And Bill eats those people alive, just completely works them. And the last thing is, this is not that attractive of a job. With all these good candidates on the market, where does Miami fall in the attractiveness of the job? I have to deal with Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. I have to deal with Bill Belichick. And my quarterback is Tua Tungavailoa. And I don't have an option outside of Tua right now, unless they somehow swing big and land somebody big, which 
now that you fired Flores, who has a great reputation around the league and people like him, that's one of the reasons Deshaun Watson wanted to play there. There's one of the reasons there was some rumors about Wilson there too. But now you fired Flores. So why do you think you can go big game hunting and land one of the big name quarterbacks now? So it's not an attractive job. I don't think you're getting a top tier candidate based on division quarterback and the fact that you just fired a guy who had back-to-back winning seasons. So ownership's clearly impatient. Why would I walk? Why would I want to work for an owner like that? So just an absolutely horrendous job by Stephen Ross, the Dolphins' ownership. This is why, what has it been, 20 years since they've been to the playoffs or won a playoff game, I think? No, I mean, they were in the playoffs, I think. And You're right. They, play, they, they played the Steelers. They did, and the Steelers beat them. But I think it's been like, I feel like it's been like 20 years since they won a playoff game. That's some crazy. One one maybe. Yeah, it's been a long time. This is why decision making like this, a terrible decision. People forget by the Miami Dolphins. Stephen Ross, they will regret this one. I think. I think. I truly believe he's an elite head coach in the NFL. Hundred percent. And here's the other thing with Tua, which is one of the reasons I'm going to be so hard on him. You have a good coach, a decent roster, and people compare Tua and Mac all the time, and that's fair because they're both kind of limited. Here's the difference. Both Alabama. Tua and both Alabama. Tua has, and both can't throw the ball deep down the field or vertically at all. But the difference is Tua has very good weapons on offense. He's got Kaseki's a good tight end, and he's got Jalen Waddell and Devontae Parker. And yet they still can't throw the ball vertically. Mac Jones' best wide receiver is Jacoby Myers. So I think Mac's already clearly a better quarterback than Tua, in my opinion. Hunter Henry. Horrible, horrible decision-making. By the Miami Dolphins. I, I, people forget though, the, uh, Miami Dolphins was the class of the AFC East before Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah, but what have they been now? That's the other thing. Like, what what, what is your standard? What do, what do we magically? Did, I didn't know Miami's standard now was AFC championships and Super Bowls. Uh I mean, maybe at one point it was, uh, but not I mean, anymore. I don't think it's actually not that unattractive to go to Miami because one. Florida, I, Florida I think, baby. I think the location is attractive, and, but other than that, I don't think anything else is. I mean, I don't. I don't think the team is that unattractive either. Okay. I think it would be more attractive than say going to a place like the like the Texans right now. I know they don't have a uh, opening, but like that team has been just so dysfunctional for years at this point. Um, there's another one. Uh, I didn't say Miami is the last, but they're clearly not the top. Do you think? It's Denver's more attractive. Really? Oh, 100%. Minnesota's more attractive. Really? Yes. I was literally going to ask. Do you think Minnesota's more attractive? Oh, I definitely what if Rodgers leaves the division? Then it's super attractive. Uh, still, I don't know. Because, I mean, so, all right, Rodgers will leave the division. I still see Green Bay being the class of that division. No. Yes. Not if Jordan, not if Jordan loves the quarterback, no. Yeah. Yeah, long touchdown yesterday. Come on, in garbage time. And besides, like I still, the team of Green Bay is just built better than the the Bears are built, than the Vikings Vikings are built, than the Lions are built. So they're still going to be the guy. I think if Rodgers leaves, it's a pretty attractive job. I certainly don't think it's more. You get to inherit a competent quarterback and a decent offensive piece. No, you don't. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, you have Adam Thielen. Kirk Cousins. He's competent. He's yeah. not good. No, see, I don't want that. He's not worth the money that they pay him, but he, you only have to deal with the money for one more year. At least like in Miami, like I can deal with two on the beach. <laughs> I guess. I'm going to watch Kirk Cousins in a snowstorm. <laughs> they play indoors. Shivering. 
That's not the point. I know. I get your uh, point. But I get also, your like point. Miami's like they have Miami have finished with despite. I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Tua, especially right now. Maybe Tua could grow and be, become better. But right now, uh, Minnesota definitely has a better quarterback, and yet Miami was a better team. Yeah, because Brian Flores is a better coach. I sure I'll say he's a better coach than Mike Zimmer, but like you have players like Gasicki, Waddle. Um, I mean, heck, their running back isn't bad. They just don't know how to use him. Mm. I can't remember his name right now. Gaskin? Yeah, Miles Gaskin. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. I've really? seen him do some good things. He was also hurt a lot of the year, too. Okay, mm, sure. And then the defense was supposed to be a lot better than it was this year. Hey, Flores fixed it, though. Uh, he made it better. He made it a lot better. But, it, I mean, I, I, against Flores, actually, it sh- I don't think it should have been that bad to start. No, but I don't think the distractions that were going on were very helpful. Yeah, sure, yes. I think that was. And like, and this I is think not, that was a large. This part is not of me this. trying to crap on Brian Flores. No, right I get now. it. No, but I just think I just think the Miami job is more attractive than you're making it. Okay. What are the other openings? The Bears are not attractive at all. Denver. Denver's the most attractive. You said the Chargers. Actually, well, well you said they would be, but I guess yeah, he's not fired. I don't think they're firing Brandon Staley. I think they should, but I don't think they will. The other ones uh, who might get fired: Matt Rule in Carolina. I I don't know attractive that is. I think it's kind of attractive. That's one you you really don't have. I'd rather have Tua. No, I'd rather have Tua than what they have, but they have a super aggressive owner who I don't think will stand pat and just not go get somebody. So Actually, I think Carolina will land somebody. I, I put I put Carolina on one of my quarterback names. And I think other than quarterback, the only real thing is they need to draft offensive line. But I think they have the offensive pieces and they have their defense is pretty good. Mm. Just Cam Newton and Sam Darnold like to throw the ball at the other team. Cam Newton can't throw the ball. Period. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. I would say Carolina is still a more attractive job than Miami. Mm. Now, I wouldn't fire Matt Rule, though. But I did want to look up a stat real quick. All right, go for it. I wanted to look up Brian Flores' record as a head coach with Miami, like his whole time. Oh, his overall record? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Did they win 10 games last year, though? <sighs> or did they win nine games? I think. So they went nine and eight this year, and they went nine and seven last year. I will tell you what a moment. Oh no, head coaching record. All right, he was five and eleven, ten and six, nine and eight for a total of twenty-four and twenty-five. Okay, that's a good record to me, especially when you started off five and eleven as one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, remember that joke stuff tank for Tua? Yes, because they were. If you looked at the roster, they, they were. They, they were, ruined the tank down the stretch. They did, but they were one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Could have had Burrows. Could have, I know, right? They could have had Joe Burrow instead. But anyway, all right. So that's it. We are going to play a quick game now. Quarterback roulette. There's a lot of guys that are either free agents or potentially are about to be moved. Actually, of all the people we're saying, none of these are free agents. It's just there's a good chance that they're getting moved. So can I get the phone? Yeah. Baker's a. F- oh wait, no, no he's, he's got an option. Yeah, he's got an option. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do that, bro. No, 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 I don't. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Boop. Oh, thank you, thank you. There's a button. You so anyway, to unlock the phone. We are gonna go over some of the quarterbacks that have been rumored to be changing teams. So let's start. Actually, I'm gonna let you start. Well, this first one is definitely a free agent because they restructured his contract. Is he a free? No, I don't think he's a free agent, bro. No, he was supposed to have two years left, but they restructured it, so he'll only have one year left, which oh, okay. is this year. So okay. I'm pretty sure A.A. Ron Rogers. A.A. Ron. So we're going to start with probably 
well, definitely the biggest name and maybe the best. I mean, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, I think they're pretty equal. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers, Jesse, start it off. Let's go. I think he's going to retire. Okay. Now, this depends on technically what goes on in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think there's a good chance he could play for Green Bay again, certainly in the NFL again. Why? I don't understand that. If anything, I thought a Super Bowl might make him be like, oh, I got my second Super Bowl, I'm good. Uh, I feel like, see, I understand that, but I feel like that high. Like, oh, man, like, I want that again, man. Like, I need a fix, bro, baby. Like, I still got it. Maybe. Uh, but I understand sometimes, like, yeah, especially, like, a Peyton Manning. I understand why you you went out the way you did. Well, he didn't Aaron have Rod- it anymore. Yes. Aaron Rodgers is in the MVP conversation. If he won, if he won a Super Bowl and an MVP, oh, you doesn't that, come back. doesn't that feel like the time to leave, though? No. Okay. Absolutely not. You're winning. You leave him wanting more. You're, you're, you're elite at that point still. But I think he'll retire or stay in Green Bay. Those are my two predictions, actually. Okay, <clears throat> I agree. Really? I don't think I don't think he'll retire, but I don't think he's going anywhere. Wow. At this point, I think everything's calmed down. I think you can look at the landscape of the NFL, look at how good the Packers have gotten. I don't understand why he was so unhappy in the first place. I mean, it doesn't get much better than what you have in Green Bay. He just seems to be unhappy. I, I think he's just that kind of guy. I also think. I mean, I'm sure living in Green Bay is rough. But like, as soon as the football season's over, you can live anywhere you want, bro. You're Aaron Rodgers. You have all the money in the world. Um, I don't understand where he's going to go. That's better. So we're talking Pittsburgh. The only place I can think of is Pittsburgh. And do you really think market-wise and just life-wise, it's that much different than Green Bay? It's warmer. Not by much. It's an actual big city. Kind of. Green Bay is just some hick-ass town in Wisconsin. It is, but like, I don't think anybody's. I don't think anyone's real excited to go live in Pittsburgh. And I know Green Bay is a legendary franchise, but Pittsburgh is as well. There is only two places I can see Aaron Rodgers going at this point. That is Denver. Stairway to seven. And that is Pittsburgh. He's going to go to Pittsburgh and try to win a seventh. Win their seventh Super Maybe. Bowl. <clears throat> I would think, I, listen, I think it'd be a good match. I'd love to see him in Pittsburgh. I think it'd be interesting. So I don't want him to go there at all. Well, I hate I, Pittsburgh. I hope they lose every game that's for true. the rest of the time. I, I guess as a Pats fan, I don't really want to see it. Yes. But, all right. Anyway, with that, the next one. Russell Wilson. Where is Russell Wilson going to go? I'll start this one. I think it's over in Seattle for Russell Wilson. That relationship now with him and Pete Carroll, even if they fire Pete Carroll, which I think they're going to do, or ask him to step down, even then... Mutually part ways. I, I think I think they're clearly in a rebuild. I don't think Russell wants to stay there for that. I think it's it's just, it's a relationship. You're, you're together for the dog. You're together just because it's convenient. We all know, everyone knows it's over. I don't think you can run it back. I think it's beyond repair between him, Carol, the city, and the team. I don't think he wants to be there anymore. It's been well documented that his wife doesn't want to be there anymore because she's famous and acting and all that. So she wants to be in a big market, in a big place, warm weather, or New York because it's because it's New York, but I'm sure she'd perform warm weather. But she wants to be in a place that's attractive for her job and for them marketing-wise, brand-wise. So I think Russell Wilson is going to go to the New Orleans Saints. Mm. I think that's the best fit. I think that's the team that wants him the most to be the team that Russell Wilson will pick, especially since Flores is out in Miami. I don't think he's going to want to go there now. New Orleans is a very big place as far as for like theater and acting and all that kind of stuff, culture, 
brand. I mean, listen, it's they they pan to it for New Year's Eve every year on on the countdowns and stuff like that. It's it's not a big city, but it's a city for what Russell Wilson's wife does and wants makes a lot of sense. And the Saints are a big brand. Sean Payton, I think it makes total sense. So if Russell Wilson leaves, which I think he will, now they have to trade him, but I think they will because I think he'll demand a trade. They know that they need draft picks. They gave up too many to go get Jamal Adams and they're in a rebuild. So New Orleans is where I see Russell Wilson playing next year. Hmm. See, like I hear what you say about uh, his wife and stuff. And I guess that it's well documented, dude. And like, you know, you want to keep the fam happy. You want to be together. And also when he, when he mentioned trade places, he'd be willing to be traded to last year. They were all places that were about market and all that kind of stuff. It was LA. It was San Francisco. It was New York. They're not going to LA. They don't need it. It was Miami. Um, It was New Orleans. I don't think the Giants should trade for him. No, I don't think they should. The rumor is that. And at this point, if I'm Russell Wilson, I don't care what my wife says. I'm like, listen. I'm trying to do stuff for both of us. I'm not going to the Giants. Uh, the rumor is they're going to stick with Daniel Jones anyway. Um, terrible, terrible. And the thing scene. is, like, I don't think – I think the Saints will go with Famous Jameis. Okay. I don't know if the cap will allow them to go with a you guy can, like – You can move off somebody. It'd have to be like a Michael Thomas. And sure, I mean, Michael Thomas has a cancer and didn't play a snap for you last season, so what are you losing? I you mean, also could ask Russell Wilson to restructure the deal so you can pay him later down the line. I don't know if his wife will allow that. I bet she would. <laughs> to go live but in New Orleans? If you're talking about the wife stuff, I mean, the place that came to mind was Miami. But I don't know if Miami will do that. Um, especially a guy like, he's a little older at this point. If you're <clears> going to make that trade, I mean, I hate saying his name, but Deshaun Watson would make more sense if you're going to make a trade because he's younger. Um, but at this point, we have no idea what's going to go on there. With Russell Wilson, I, here's the thing. I put two things down that I really would actually think would be a good fit for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Whether his wife will like it, I don't know. One of them was the Steelers. Okay. And the other one was the Commanders. Oh, gosh. Washington? That's the rumored name of the football team. You know what? I will say that's better than the other ones that they at least threw out there. I don't know if I want to go there because I don't know why anyone would want to go to Washington. I don't know. And either. play for Dan Snyder. I don't know either. I understand wanting to play for um, Ron Rivera. Ron, yeah, Ron Rivera. I was going to say Doc Rivers for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Wrong sport, even, bro. I know. There was an R in there. <laughs> There's an R in there. Um, and I understand wanting to play for him, but. I thought you were going to say Carolina. I did have a. I thought about it. I was like, ah, I don't it's know. already it's been such it, a small market. It's already been reported on that, that Tedford and Carolina is going to make an offer for. Russell? Yes. Okay. I, I just don't, I don't know if that's. I don't think Russell will say yes. I don't know if that's the market. It's part. not. That's why I don't think he'll go there. I think Russell will turn it down. I do have someone going. I, I Someone on this list I do have next to the Panthers, though. I know. You do. But. No, you okay. Don't. You so, don't know. I think I have. A, so you have Washington, the Commanders. Oh, maybe we're, the Commanders. We're, we're, no, we're jumping the gun. We're going to be the first. The commanders. We're the first ones. No more. Definitely no more. What the football team? It's not going to be the commanders. They are now the Washington Commanders. I will die on this hill. That name is so stupid. I will die on this hill. It'll be the first talk show to just (laughs) to just talk about them as if they're the commanders. Okay. So he's going to go to the Washington Commanders. Yes. All right. Yes. The commanders, right? I'm I'm going to beat this. I'm going to beat this like a dead horse. The (laughs) the NFL team in Washington. Yes. The commanders. The commanders. Yes. 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 
So Russell Wilson will be the quarterback for the Washington Commanders, right? Yes. All right. And All right. what was the other one you said? Maybe the Steelers. Okay. But I don't know. Market-wise, I just yeah. don't see it. All right. All right. Next one, Jimmy G. Jimmy I put the Broncos. I think that could be a good fit for him. Okay. I think that style of play would be good for him. Um, <clears throat> and just, uh, I mean, I had a couple like, maybe the Panthers, but I don't know. I just, I, I think Broncos would be a really good fit for Jimmy G. And I think they, he reminds me, not the skill-wise, but the play style. He reminds me of um, Peyton Manning a little bit. He's not a mobile. I mean, he's a little more mobile. He's definitely more mobile than a Brady and a Manning, but he's not. He doesn't look to the run. He's constantly thinking pass. And so like, I think the Broncos would like that. Yeah, I agree. They could go wide out, so why not have a guy that can think he can sling it? Yeah, I was originally going to say Cleveland, but years some reports coming out that made me move off Cleveland. I still think he'd be a perfect fit for Cleveland. Cleveland plays a similar style of offense and game that the Niners do, and Jimmy G was able to get that team to a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, the team, and with the assistance of Jimmy G, got them to a Super Jimmy Bowl. Jimmy G gave the ball to Mostert, yeah. You, you know, you can say that all you want, but Shanahan can't win games without Jimmy G, so he clearly adds something. Maybe Kyle Shanahan's not a good... I don't know. You, you can debate that all you want, but they can't win games without Jimmy G. So it clearly is something. The biggest thing to me, though, why I think for sure Jimmy G's gone, he's played well this year. It's just that you drafted Trey Lance. The last time Lance played, he did look. He was making some improvements, and it looked like there's something there. You have to now just commit and give Trey Lance all the snaps in preseason, in offseason, you know, in all the camps, everything like that. So you just you have to go fully and and just commit to Trey Lance at this point if you want to develop him. You know there was a name we I, I threw out there kind of as a joke, and I was like it wasn't really worth putting on the list just because he's such a small name and like yeah he'll go somewhere but who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridgewater to the 49ers. Now you want Trey Lance to be the guy mm-hmm. and uh, taking all the snaps. However, having a veteran presence there that's okay with being the backup. I think will be very good for them. Oh, that would be decent. <clears throat> yeah. As long as it's, everyone knows it's clear, you make it clear to the media that he's there to be a backup. Yeah. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy, he's a team player, he's, he understand his role. Yes. Um, Jimmy G for Denver, I think now that Cleveland may be off the table, um, I do think that probably makes the most sense. Denver, in a way, is a little bit similar too, to what I said with the Niners and the Browns. They're not as run-centric as those two teams, but they can run the football. Um and they really have almost all the pieces in place to be a like a, I truly believe, like Super Bowl contending team. They are truly a quarterback away. Um, they got good wide receivers uh, in Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. I know Sutton has problems staying healthy. Tim Patrick has seemed like a decent third wide receiver at least at times, competent, and they have a really good defense. So and good on both sides of the line, D line and O line. So. I think and that's they, a great place for Jimmy G. Gordon's he a good doesn't have back to, too. he doesn't have to carry the team. He just needs to run the offense and make the throws and be competent, and maybe come up big sometimes in the fourth and two minute drills, which he's done a very good job of this year. So, I do agree with you. Now I think Denver is probably the best place for him. Okay, and then Jesse, you're gonna videotape yourself for that one. Oh well, I mean it's your turn to start though. It is. It is. So the next one is Baker Mayfield, who I think. Cleveland needs to move on. And I won't I won't spoil it. So I will go with what my original thing was, which is Baker Mayfield 
goes to the Carolina Panthers. Oh. I think that's the place that is the most desperate for a quarterback and will miss out on all the other ones because the Niners will try and trade Jimmy G out of the NFC and it's not a big enough market for Russell Wilson or Rodgers if Rodgers does decide to leave. So I think Baker Mayfield goes to the Carolina Panthers. Interesting. It's not what Tedford's going to want. He's certainly not going to be happy with it. And I don't even think they'll give up a first-round pick for it. But should Cleveland decide to move on, I think that's probably where he goes. Okay. On my, my turn? Yeah, you're good. Okay. You. Uh, well, I, um, you know, there was a report a couple days ago that actually Baker Mayfield and Stefanski were kind of at odds and didn't see eye to eye. Baker Mayfield then came out and said, no, 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 we're good. We're good. Uh, so take that as you will. I mean, you know, obviously he's never going to come out and say like, yeah, F that guy. Sometimes you can stay silent, though. Yes. Especially when the season's over, pretty much. Sure. Um, and especially, like, if there's a possibility of you're going to leave, you can just stay silent and then be like... And you want to leave. Yes. However, I mean, the rumor is going around that I saw this weekend that the Browns feel they have their guy and that, you know, if he gets his surgery, he'll be enough. Mm. And he's a decent quarterback. I mean, he's shown that he could be good if he's healthy. I think he's better than he showed this year. Oh, yeah. I mean... How can you not feel that with like, I mean, it came out that he was just, uh, what was it? The torn labrum, I think it was. Yeah. And his non-throwing shoulder. He had some other injuries too. And like, knee problem. You can't help. Even if it's not your throwing arm. Sure. You can load up for a throw. You take a hit in a game. You're going to oh. be throwing off your back foot all game. Yes. And that's going to affect you. So yeah, I mean, obviously he's, do I think he's elite? No, but he's better than what he showed this year. And I don't blame the Browns for wanting to stick with him. And by the way, for all of you who are athletic and, you know, throw properly, you still use your non-throwing shoulder a little bit. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, it's a whole body motion. Exactly. You use it to set yourself, point, and, you know, follow yeah. through. So mm. you're still using that shoulder. Yeah. And like I said, anytime you take a hit, you're now, you're you're afraid a little bit, you're feeling it, and it's just going to, it's going to take something out of you as the game goes on. You just can't help it. There's no amount of drugs can save you there. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mind if he stays there. With OBJ being gone, I think that means... The offense maybe could use another piece, especially another wide receiver, mm-hmm. as long as it's not toxic. Mm-hmm. And I think that would really help uh, him. Because, I mean, OBJ is like, he's the downfield threat, speed, and yet they didn't use him at all. And part of that thing is obviously who he was. He just didn't fit with the Browns. And if you can have a similar player who's just a nice guy, I think, that, yeah, this Browns team will be fine. Who's just not and a distraction and, and gets so much attention, I'd say. Yeah, and then this Browns team, I think, will be fine, and at least in the playoffs again, with Baker Mayfield. Okay. So I think he'll stay there. All right, so the last one. Hopefully they'll get a team-friendly deal. The last one. This one a bit interesting, and I think it's kind of yeah. limited where he could go, but I do think they'll trade him because he's shown to be competent enough that a team is going to be desperate for a quarterback and just, just try it out. Absolutely. Taylor Huntley. Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Huntley. Sorry. Not. Uh, of the Ravens, who's played a lot this season because of the Lamar injury, uh, where do you see him going, Jesse? Now, after watching the past few weeks, I really, like I said this a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, someone is going to pay this guy some money. Mm. Someone is going to Teddy Bridgewater this guy. And I picked the Panthers. Okay. I said someone was going to take him. I think the Panthers are going to have to settle. Okay. For If they feel this is settling, then this is going to be the settle. I have not stopped the video. <laughs> um, 
you know, they... They'll have to change their offense a lot, but... Will they, though? I guess because they brought in Cam, so they had, had the Cam a couple thing. years ago. I know that wasn't Matt Rule, yeah, but like that playbook's in the building, right? Uh, Probably. And so you brought him back, so there's going to be – it won't be the biggest, I think. And actually more and more teams are embracing the running quarterback. Um, they don't want him to run as much as, say, like a Michael Vick used to do or as much as Lamar does now. But having that dual-threat quarterback is, is just – it's a – what's the word, Dom? A delicacy almost, and people want it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Panthers would be a decent fit for him. And I think – because I don't – I don't think the Panthers are going to get luck out and get a Russell Wilson, a Aaron Rodgers, or something like that. So I think they'll settle, and I think this will be a decent settle for them. Because okay. he's, yeah, I, I liked him. Okay. These past few weeks against with Baltimore. All right, I'm going to go with Seattle. I think um, they will move on from Russell Wilson. The offense is still kind of built for a mobile quarterback, and it'll be a nice bridge quarterback to use for a couple of years while they search for their next long term answer while they sort of rebuild this team because that's what Seattle is in. I think Huntley to Seattle makes the most sense completely. Okay. Perfect bridge quarterback to me. Okay. All right. So that, I agree with that. Okay. So that has been it for our quarterback roulette. We are getting ready to finish up this show. And uh, Jesse, I'm turning back over to you for our Tommy report. Oh, baby. The Brady. Tom Brady said his uh, new career high in passing yards. He had an extra game to do it. He did, and it took that extra game to do it. Um, and, oh, man, he stomped on those Panthers. I'm trying to get the stat line up. I it was 41-17, I believe. I that is correct. And if it'll load, I mean, Tom Brady, actually, he only threw for 200, um, just over 200 yards, 290 yards. Two more touchdown passes at the age of 44. Maybe cemented the MVP season, the oldest MVP in the league if he gets it. He... Solidified the number two spot because the Rams lost. So the Bucs are your number two in the NFC. And Tom Brady just continues to be Tom Brady. Mm. Oh, excuse me. I looked at the wrong stat line. He had 300 passing yards. Ooh, I lied to nice. You. And another touch. It was three touchdowns. I looked at the wrong one. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and actually, you know who the leading receiver was? Who? Scotty Miller. We brought him up last week. Where's Scotty Miller? Oh, he showed up. Yep. But I was like, um, <clears throat> actually, he was their leading rusher. No way. Yeah. That's funny. Wow. All right. Any other stuff on the Tommy Report you're going to talk about? Uh, well, I mean, you brought it up with the Antonio Brown thing. Yeah. Antonio Brown came out and said, Tom Brady is not my friend. He was using me for football. And I kind of think he's telling the truth. I felt that. I mean, you can have work relationships and personal relationships. True. However, Tom Brady was letting him stay in his house. He was treating him like such a friend. And listen... Tom Brady, I will say he is his friend. Mm-hmm. And part of me wants to, wants to believe Tom Brady. However, I think just even if Tom Brady believes himself when he says that's my friend, I think in the back of Tom's mind, it's like, oh, man, he's going to catch so many touchdown passes for me. Uh, I got you. All right. I see it. All right. And with that, Jesse, you're really the one who's finishing off the show today. Completely. I guess. All right. Let's go, guys. Darwin Award. Like we said, the most competitive Darwin Award I think we've had so far. Yes. Ready? Drum roll. This week's Darwin Award winner is the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Thank you for making Week 18 so interesting. Brandon Staley was a close second. Yeah, We had, we threw out Antonio Brown. And name. Antonio Brown had finished in the third spot. Uh, there was also, if the Ravens and Steelers tied, they would be in the running for this because yes. they would have eliminated each other. So it was a wild week, and there was a lot of things that could have had this. But 
what set it most of it off and pretty much all of it off was the cults who I think it was an 87% chance going into Sunday. To, Inexplicably. To make the playoffs. You just had to tie. Just don't lose against the worst team in the NFL that like, lost its head coach a couple weeks ago is and in by the shambles. Way, this is usually a debate. It's not even questionable that they're the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. No one in their right mind even has a counter argument to this. Yeah. We were talking about Jets during the season, but... The Jets did make some progress. Yeah, the way the Jags were playing at the end of the year. Yeah. Also, yeah. You lost you, you lost to a team who the week prior mm-hmm. lost to the New England Patriots by 50 points. A team that you beat, the New England Patriots. And actually, I saw that. I oh, I wish you had this on video. <laughs> whatever. It's on audio. Yeah, that's true. But um, I knew, go- I felt going to the side, I said this to you yesterday. Either the Jets or the Jags was going to win. One of those teams was going to pull it off. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy it was the Jags. Because if the Jets, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, We didn't win anyway. That was one of the greatest joke jobs and of it, a regular season of all time. And it just allowed such crazy events to unfold throughout the day. It set a tone that would just continue all Sunday. Hmm. And it was fun. Yeah, it was. Thanks, Colts. Yeah. Thank you, Colts. Carson wins. <sighs> Brandon Staley, so close. So close. But one of the best choke jobs I've ever seen in the regular season of all time. 87%, as you said, chance to make the playoffs. All right, with that, guys, that has been another edition of Slow Your Roll as we get ready for the playoff season. Um, and, guys, as we said, Instagram page, at Slow Your Roll, uh, slowyourroll.com uh, for all the past episodes and articles, big plays from the week, anything in sports you want to see, Jesse's articles as well. And... Uh, Have a good rest of your week, everybody.